Previously on Chosen Ones. Starting off with Estel's final, the Sparks all give speeches about their ideas and hopes surrounding those who are chosen, many being vastly different from one another. Afterwards, they all make their way towards the training grounds to complete Wynn's final. Shui goes first, challenging Essence. Near the end of their fight, a strange interaction occurs where she asks for help, but quickly acts as if she is fine when approached by others. Shui is announced the winner, and Titus challenges Brandy next. During their fight, Essence taunts Titus, causing him to activate his spark and start to suffocate both Brandy and some of the onlookers for the fight. The Triton soon after admits defeat, and their fight ends. Theo and Riddle go afterwards, Theo defeating him rather easily with almost deadly accuracy. Avith challenges Estel for his fight, and while the battle lasts longer than many anticipated it would, he loses to the previous chosen one. The final battle takes place between Brandy and Avith, the two exchanging blows back and forth for what feels like an eternity as they use strength and strategy to try and bring the other down. Avith wins after Brandy holds himself back, choosing to not use his spark and accept the defeat. And now, the third final begins, the one they've been warned to be very different from the rest. The Astral Golem. So jumping into it, you guys have just finished your uh, training with Wynn and did all your fights. Wynn said it is now time for a lunch break. Um, so you all have gathered back at the uh, makeshift. It's not really a mess hall because it's outdoors, but you guys have gathered back at the stage with all the tables to eat with all food, all the food already laid out. Immediately when making a beeline for the, the uh, tent, the cooking tent. He'll be fucking gay. Adorable. He 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 goes off to flirt, and I love it. <laughs> um, and you see the uh, other three mentors and Arthur go up on the stage to eat together. First time you've seen all of them here at the same time eating. Dang. Like the good good friends they are. <laughs> I think she was probably still like. Commenting, gushing over like how cool Abiath and Brandy's yeah. uh, fights were. <laughs> they would probably be nodding along to anything cool Chewie said. And they would yeah. Be like, yeah, that was cool. And I would imagine, like before, a lot of his uh, narrations probably like Abiath went like whoosh and Brandy said, <laughs> and like you know, all of that, like <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, that's probably what like the majority of like narration was. Wait, <laughs> I want Theo to go in with the conversation, like continue the conversation, but like <laughs> he attempts to uh, do uh, Chewie's noise make, but he does like, and then the ice went crash. <laughs> 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 and that was pretty cool. <laughs> Shui stops and looks at Thea, like stares at him for a bit. Thea looks very awkward. And, and then Shui's like, yeah! Smile. <laughs> <laughs> like he just pauses and then he's relieved. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I picture like the wide eye owl stare of just like no expression. <laughs> <laughs> and then he continues. <laughs> 
after using his brain for Estel's test and yeah, fighting. He's probably pretty hungry right now, so I think he's stuffing his face. Yeah, Theo probably took a lot. He's eating half out of nervousness as well. <laughs> sure, he also wants to be six feet tall, so you know, that's why he's eating all this food. <laughs> Leviath casts Lay on Hands on himself, heals 25 HP. He's healing himself cool instead of eating because he was just that badly beat up. Where is he? Is he at the table? Yeah, I mean, he'd be at the table with them. What's Brandy doing? Eating. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. He's still fucking bloody, essentially. He's in that range. Not extremely bloody, but he's like in that range. So he's trying to relax and eat. A There's bit. a healer. She would have wanted to heal. She already did. Oh. Here is a question, though. Will this all count as a short rest? Yes, I will count it as a short rest. Nice. I would like to have some health, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my fucking spell slots back, and I'm fucking regaining some health, because yikers. Oh, there's no need for laying hands, but whatever. We're probably not fighting anymore today. Anyways. Well, you know what? Well, you don't know that. You don't know. It's fine. Depends on what your fear is, baby. If we are, then Aviath is screwed. <laughs> he expended everything on Brandy. <laughs> He's got no spells. Aviath's greatest fear right now is fighting again, and that's what's going on. <laughs> do, do you get any spells on a short rest or no? I don't. I feel like no. Right? Depends on your no. class. Wizards, wizards have arcane recovery, and warlocks can get it back, but most classes do not have recovery for spells. Okay. There's no way paladins do. Also, I'm gonna roll 1d10 for health. Wow. Oop. You add Thanks. your con modifier to it. Great. Two. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> look, man. I'm trying to help out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thanking the roller. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I'm like thanking the world. Like, thanks, world. I'm just about to use all of my shit so that Brandy fucking is ready for the horror that he's about to fucking face. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, Thea would ask him as they're eating, like, uh, are you doing okay, Brandy? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, definitely going to be fucking sore tomorrow, but other than that, yeah, I'm doing good. I still have, I still have healing. I could help you. Nah, that's all right. I should be fine. I just need to shake it off. Okay, well, if you need anything, As be afraid to ask. world famous bard Taylor Swift once Stop. said. Stop. <laughs> I <it> knew. <laughs> <laughs> the haters in hate, 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 hate. Aviath will say, well, your efforts certainly uh, didn't go to waste. You made quite the impression. Yeah, that was the goal of this fight, I guess. Because I went down like a bitch the first one, so definitely was a goal not to go down like a bitch again. <laughs> well, you were really cool. Thanks. Oh, shit. He, like, rubs his neck. And you didn't use necromancy this time. Yeah, I avoided it this time. Well, you've earned my respect, Randy. Gives a small smile. I'm super not looking forward to... The rest of the shit, though, I don't know what the hell uh, Peters is gonna entail exactly. Don't uh, like this whole uh, facing your fears thing. I mean, that's cool and all, but 
They're fears for a reason. Yeah, I... I actually, um... Avith, I had, uh... Something I wanted to ask, uh... Advice-wise. That was okay. Advice? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, of course. Um... Uh, can I ask you more in private? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk with your mouth full. Oh. oh. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. That's where your mouth is? It's what the fine. How did you even fit it under that helmet? You have slits. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> I thought he took his helmet off for eating nowadays. Did he? He usually does. Okay. Yeah. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, well, you don't have to rush yourself. We have a little more time. Well, then I'll eat a little bit more, if you don't mind. I just wanted to talk before too long. Well, yeah, I have time to spare. Thankful smile. And then Theo will eat the rest of his lunch. Yeah, and Chewie, I wanted to talk. I wanted to have a small chat with you real quick. Uh, he turns towards you. He's probably looking around trying to find essence or is essence oh i was actually going to note currently the npcs um raga and riddle and titus are all sitting at a table eating you see drag is making titus uncomfortable um (laughs) (laughs) uh, she's just like how'd you do that thing where it made like that like and he's just like Like, (laughs) she does it like with her mouth full and is like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like food is like gurgling in the back of her fucking throat and going everywhere it's disgusting um, and, he, and he looks uncomfortable and riddle every now and again it's just like Draka maybe you shouldn't say that with your mouth full um, and she's just like say shit what <laughs> but yeah um, essence you see is kind of off at the table by herself with a plate full of food that she isn't eating it looks like so she was probably like looking at Essence um, as he was eating, and then Brandy said what he said, and he's like, "Huh? What? What?" I, I wanted to talk, have a small chat with you. I have a thing oh. I want to, yeah, inquire about. What inquire? In- <laughs> we can talk about it in a, <laughs> a bit. Uh, he nods and then kind of turns back towards Essence a little bit. And he's just like, hey, did you, um, did you notice anything weird about Essence during our fight? Nah, y'all were behind trees the whole time. Hmm. He says, and he kind of turns back towards them, uh, the group, and he's just like, she was acting weird. Um, while you're fighting, she, she kind of fell to the ground, like, poof. And, uh, she looked like her eyes started flickering and she kept asking me to help her. And he's quiet for a bit. And he's just like, do you think she was trying to trick me? Uh. That's definitely concerning. I mean, regardless, it's still a cry for help. I mean, even if it was a joke, there's a little truth in pretty much anything she thinks for a bit and he's like that's what i thought too so i called master winover and she was fine maybe she just doesn't want to worry any 
mentors? I, I don't know. I... I guess I would need more information. Maybe you're right. I... I hope she's okay. She's kind of mean, but I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Yeah, uh, it... It can be really hard to ask for help, so if... If she asked you, she must really trust you deep down. She looks thoughtful. Zen is, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Zen's cackling. So Avias and Theo, you guys wanted to talk? Yep, I did. I wanted to talk to Avias. Avias is sipping on a drink a little bit as they talk. I think he wanted to talk alone. What is this, Chardonnay? Yeah, well, he brought it with him. He can stand while drinking. So I imagine they went off to the side. I don't know where. And Theo is like sort of probably sort of like pacing. Because uh, he's like trying to get his thoughts together. Uh, as, as a Viath's just sipping his drink nonchalant. <laughs> we can say that you guys went to the pond. That's a good off to the side Ooh. place. Love that. Leviathus has a little, like, swirly straw. <laughs> so Theo, like, paces around, uh, and he's like, So, uh, what did, um, I mean, I don't want to pry, I guess, but Arthur's assessment, um, what was, I mean, did he say anything about the likelihood of you becoming a chosen one? I mean, it must have, right? Yes, he did. I believe I was third, most likely. In the top three. Ah. At the time. I see. Okay. Um, did Arthur say, like, a, a number for Theo other than highly likely? He did not. He just said, if you're not the chosen one next, if you're not the next chosen one, you will be one one day. Did he say for sure? He seemed pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Theo, okay, so Theo asked Aviath that, and Aviath said... Uh, top three. And he was like, ah, right. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, that's sort of why I, I mean, you're always so confident as well. Yes, um, I don't believe destiny can be quantified. I'm certain that I have what it takes to be the chosen one and I will make it someday. Right. Uh, how do you, how, how do you manage that, uh, all that confidence? Because I, when I went in for my assessment, he said to me that if I wasn't the next chosen one, I'm definitely a chosen one in the future, and I don't, um, I, I don't know if I, um, know how to handle that, uh, so I just, I, I just, I, I, you, you're always so sure of yourself, and I, I just wanted to, any advice on accepting your fate like that? Upon hearing Theo's gonna be the chosen one of I, it's like, it looks like his confidence wavers for a second, but then, like, another part of his brain tells him, no, you're the chosen one. This is not true. <laughs> and then he, like, stands tall as normal again. Well, confidence is simply a mindset. It's just something you have to work on. I'm not sure if there's anything I can tell you to help you with that. But, as you said, I mean, with destiny, I mean, if it's. He seemed so sure of it, and of, oh gosh, I just don't know if I could accept my fate if it was that, 
It's just, it's, it's too much, you know? It's, it's too important. Well, I suppose it's because we have a difference in philosophy, then. I don't think there's ever such a thing as a predetermined destiny. I believe that if you work hard enough to change destiny, no matter what plans it has, you can alter that. I think hard work triumphs over everything, and I believe that the gods will favor the chosen one who puts in the most work and does the most good deeds. But that's just the thing, I mean, the fact that you're doing that, I feel like that's the true path of destiny. No matter what you do, I, the path that you take, even if you choose it, that's what was meant to happen anyway. I think that's a dangerous mindset to have. What if you feel as if you're destined to fail? Do you simply accept that destiny? Uh, well, I don't know my destiny. I believe if destiny tells you something is impossible, you should ignore that. Nothing is impossible. I... You're pretty amazing, Aviath. <laughs> well, I am certain that I'll be the chosen one. Of course. And I guess it's a certainty for me, too. You'll be great, Chosen One Theo. You have nothing to worry about. You already have your heart in it. I don't know if that's the case, but thank you. I mean, if you said you're in the top three, certainly you'll be one, one day as well. Of course. <laughs> and I won't stop until I've accomplished my goals. Right. Uh, what do you plan to do after that? Well, I told you in my speech, I plan to try and unite the world through heroic deeds. To become a symbol of justice that the world can rally behind. Right. And that's why you're really the face of a chosen one. Um, but thank you for this talk. I... I don't know if it... You said so yourself. I guess I have to figure it out myself. But thank you. No problem. You can talk to me anytime. <laughs> Of course. Uh, he'll nod and head back to group. You head back to Grupa. We will say that um, Shui and Brandy, you guys could have walked off to. Yeah, they don't really need to leave the table for that. Oh, okay. Since they're, yeah, they're by themselves now, so they can have their combo. Hey, uh, so, uh, you play instruments, yeah? Shui looks at Brandy, and he's just like, I play a lot. Uh, back home, um, a lot of people taught me how to play a whole bunch of instruments. He looks at Brandy, um, and he's just like, what do you ask? What, uh, well, uh, what, uh, what, uh, instruments do you know how to play? I can play the lute, um, and the lyre, and horn, and flute, and drums. Right, 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 right. okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, here's the thing. I, um, I used to, uh, a long time ago, used to play, uh, the loot myself. His eyes twinkle. And, um, uh, kind of out of practice. It's been a while since I picked it up, and I was wondering... If maybe you'd be, uh, up for, uh, giving me some, uh, pointers, I guess. He, uh, bounces up from the seat. 
And he's like, I'd love to. Shh, shh, sh- shut up. Don't shout it. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, his fists are balled up. Like, you know, in excitement, obviously. And it's just like, it's so cool that you want to know how to play the loop. Yeah. He says, do you have one? I do. Uh, I picked one up around camp. I was able to uh, grab one. Shibi kind of uh, bounces a tiny bit in excitement, less than uh, before. He doesn't like hop out of his seat this time. I bet Theo would love to hear what you can play. Mm, uh, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Brandy's like tail starts to flick back and forth as he like looks away. <laughs> she uh, probably doesn't really notice, and he's like, um, Theo's always um, looking out for you. I think you guys are great friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's really something else. He's helped me quite a lot more than uh, even he realizes. And Shui's thinking for a bit. And he's like, if you can learn how to play a song for him, I think that'd be a good thank you uh, gift. <coughs> uh, that, that would be... Uh... That'd be interesting. So, when do you want to learn? I can teach you right now. Uh, doesn't have to be right now. We can, uh, <laughs> I mean, we got finals and everything, so. Oh, right. Y- you know, whenever we, whenever you're, uh, up for it, uh, I'd like to, uh, keep it a little bit on the, uh, uh, down low, I guess. Oh, yeah, down low, down low. <laughs> Looks concerned a little but he like he nods his head yeah uh, you know whenever you uh, got the time uh, I would uh, definitely uh, appreciate that uh, he just smiles at Brandy and gives him a thumbs up it's a promise he smiles and nods so I'm pretty sure we're done here then and I guess uh, that's when uh, Theo and Avaya Return. Yeah. We return. Theo looks a little... He looks depressingly thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) He sits down in his chair like the thinker. (laughs) Honestly? (laughs) You're joking, but... (laughs) Avaith looks totally unfazed. But on the inside is on the inside is screaming that someone else was told instead of him that they that they for sure are gonna be the chosen one. And he just got like a oh top three. No, the denial in his brain is strong. <laughs> the denial. Theo return and just sits quietly. Avai whispers to Shui, Do you think Theo and Brandy are dating? <laughs> 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 Kind of looks at Avayat and then looks at Theo and Brandy. <laughs> Avayat whispers across the table, not even next He's to Shui. He can't be quiet. I'm going to roll for stealth, see how quiet he is. Oh, God. You do not have to roll disadvantage on stealth if you're just whispering. Uh, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, I guess, does Theo hear this? I think I every, gotta roll. Every, Everyone's yeah. passive perception is higher than that. <laughs> but Thea's thinking, so maybe that's your choice. That's right also now. what I was like. 
If you want to roll with disadvantage as Theo to see if he heard, you can. I would, because he's very troubled at the moment, and I just don't know. Like, (laughs) I want him to hear, but I also don't, like, know if I want him to (laughs) at the same time of, like... I think you probably have to net one to not get this, so go for it. Yeah. Actually, Theo literally couldn't get lower than that. (laughs) He has a five plus five (laughs) percent. You literally would have to net one. Yeah, okay. He hears it. Uh, Theo, it's like you hear, you know how in anime there's like a glass shattering sound effect (laughs) and like eyes wide. She kind of looks between Randy and Theo and he's like, uh, maybe. They've been awfully touchy with one another and I heard them call each other darling last night. Shut up! Does he say that? Yes! (laughs) She goes like, darling? Look, it was uh, shut the fuck up, all right? Don't say it was a I'm joke. Sorry. Don't break I... his. <laughs> he didn't say it was a joke. He just went to say something, and then was just like, "Just shut up, shut up." I'm sorry. I guess the answer is no. Then after this, you see Wynn come out of the um, the uh, cooking tent uh, like a minute—not even a minute, like seconds after Brandy's like, "Shut up!" and <laughs> <laughs> and Wynn's like, okay, everyone, we're going to move on to Peter's training now, so gather up your things, throw them in the trash, and let's head out. We throw our things in the trash? Your leftovers. Throw your leftovers away. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't bring them with you into the church. And as, I want to say, like, Avias and Shiggy walk towards the trash together, he's just like, hey, is that true? Did you really hear them call each other darling? I did. <gasps> do you think they, do you think they're in love with each other? I mean, guessing from Brandy's reaction, like, Guess we should assume not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a far enough distance away. You can't hear each other anymore because yeah. they're they're throwing things away. Oh, uh, they're at the. We left them at the table together. <laughs> Theo can <laughs> literally. Theo continued to sit there. He has not moved an inch. He just kind of has like wide eyes staring at the table, and his face is absolutely completely red. Fucking <laughs> same reaction. <laughs> He's just fucking like thousand yard stare, just like, oh my god, I cannot believe he heard that. And now I'm dead inside. I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) That killed me. This is worse than him beating the shit out of me and divine smiting me over and over again. Theo doesn't have the strength to stand. (laughs) He sits there. Uh, you guys throw your trash away, and Wynn actually makes his way over to Theo and Brandy. He's just like, hey, you guys good? We're heading over to the church. Yeah, 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 let's get going. Did you guys need any more healing or anything? Yeah, no, I'm good. I feel bright as rain. Let's, uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, Theo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the glass shattering effect is on Brandy. <laughs> That's like the yeah. He's like, oh, I'm fucked up in his head. He's like, oh, I've ruined everything. Fuck me, shit. All right, and you guys all go um, and make your way towards the church. The mentor is already heading out before you. Theo trips as he walks. <laughs> oh my god! Brandy catches him. And then drops him because he's like, oh, no, I fucked it up. I can't. Like, oh, I can't look gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He would catch regardless. Even if he looked the gay. 
And then nervousness, and then we go to the church. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what Theo's worst fear is. Does Branny still sit next to Theo? He does, still. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. So yeah, everyone goes into the church, and you all go and sit into the pews. The four mentors and Arthur are currently up on the stage behind the altar. Uh, they've kind of moved things back a bit, so essentially the whole stage area is completely clear. A pretty pretty big stage, honestly, pretty open too. Peter kind of steps forward a bit and is just like, just to reiterate what this training is, you will be facing the astral golem. It will take on the form of something you are afraid of. There's not really much to it, just keep in mind this is, as I've said before, the hardest training and there is nothing wrong with failing. And then he kind of steps back. Um, and you see Arthur step forward, taking out what appears to be um, a small metal doll, about two feet tall, made up of hundreds of these small plates that are highly reflective, kind of showing the church in its mirror-like exterior. And he puts it in the middle of the stage and sets it down and twists some kind of key on its back, causing the plates to slowly start to bend and move as it twists itself to look around the room a little bit. It looks out at all at you and it smiles. Or not smiles, it doesn't have a mouth. It looks it out at smiles. all at you. It smiles, I hate that. You just see teeth appear across its face. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a mouth. It reflects on one person who is smiling, and then you see it smile, and it's horrifying. Uh, but it does, it does look out over everyone, this little two-foot-tall golem, and waves. So you waves back. Hesitant wave. Um, Arthur kind of smiles down at it and is like, are you ready to begin, Mr. Astral? Uh, and it looks up at him and gives a nod. His name is fucking Astral Gollum. Is that his... His name is name? Astral. Mr. Astral, Astral, the Astral Gollum. <laughs> um, but yeah, it nods to him and Arthur's just like, wonderful. And he looks over towards Peter's like, he's ready for you, Peter, if you wanted to do a test. And Peter's just staring at him. He's like, you want me to do a test? You do a test, bitch. <laughs> and Arthur's looking at him and he's just like, uh, right, no need for that. It's in perfect working condition anyway. And Peter kind of gestures for the like, the, like, the stage is open. And it's just like, whoever wants to start, you can go ahead and step up. You see Riddle kind of step up to the stage and be like, well, um, I might as well go first. And Peter nods to him and is just like, remember, the golem can't hurt you. Well, it can't kill you. And he steps back into place. <laughs> and you can't kill it, so if you feel threatened, just do whatever you need to to get through it. And Riddle's just like, oh, uh, right. And he steps aside next to this golem, staring down at it. And the golem you see kind of, like, is staring up at this giant catman, and it starts to shake. Um, and you think at first maybe it's, like, afraid of him. But then you see it just kind of, like, all these plates on it just come apart and just thousands of spiders start to crawl out of the plates and go all over the floor. Um, and you just see Riddle go, <gasps> and just back up. Um, and immediately is just like cat on the wall, on the wall of the church, just trying to climb up essentially as these spiders are just going all over the floor. Um, and he kind of starts making his way like up the wall to try and get away from them, but they are just after him, um, all the way up him, and you see them just kind of, like, entirely cover him as he is just, like, screaming and loses his footing and falls onto the floor. But not onto his back, onto his feet still. He does. He falls onto his feet. And this goes on for a couple moments, uh, before he is just, like, 
obviously cannot deal with whatever this is. And it's it's pretty horrifying to watch. Yeah. Uh, Arthur just kind of goes like, okay, enough of that. And he snaps his finger and the, the spiders all fall off of Riddle, turn back into those plates and then very quickly kind of go back together. And this little golem is standing in front of Riddle again, who just looks petrified. Oh, I hate that. It looks up at Riddle and gives him a wave. And Riddle is just immediately backing up as far as he can to the back of the church, like way into the back of the pews, just as far as he can away from this thing. And it kind of just stands there and goes back to attention. Are you sure this training is humane? It could traumatize people. Yeah, that was pretty rough off the bat there, not gonna lie. Um, Arthur kind of looks down at it and he's like, well, let me just adjust the settings a little bit. Um, And he... Seems to be adjusting the key a little bit, and it it seems to ramp up in energy for a moment. Like you see it start to do a little dance, and he's like, oh, "Wrong setting," and he turns it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking disco ball robot, he really is. And it kind of seems to seems to be a little less energetic than it was a moment ago, but still kind of standing up there on stage to attention. And he looks over at everyone. He's like, "It is important. You guys are going to face things as chosen ones that you would never expect to face." It's also important for us to know how you deal with those situations so we can better prepare you. I suppose that makes sense. What is your worst fear now will not be your worst fear by the end of being a chosen one. I can tell you that much. And then Peter kind of looks down at him at that and is just like, well, we can tell you that much. <laughs> roasted. Arthur, you see, has a tight smile. <laughs> roasted. Fucking what roasted. The fuck? <laughs> Unnecessary. Fucking shoots Arthur on stage. <laughs> Arthur's just like, I didn't know the golem was activated. Like, yeah. <laughs> my worst fear, public embarrassment. Peter's just like, I would roast you, but I, my mom said I can't burn trash. <laughs> yeah, and you just see Arthur tight smile and just be like, well, um, we can move on to the next person then. Um, and he steps back with the other mentors. Shui will stand up and he's like, I wonder if I'll see spiders. Peter sees you stand up, but not necessarily volunteer. And it's just like, are you going next, Shui? And Shui's hand kind of like rockets up and he's like, yes, sir. Come on up then. He kind of smiles a little bit. Um, and he's going to do a little jog up to the stage. Yeah, he's standing in front of the uh, golem. He gives like a little bow to the golem. It bows back. <gasps> nice to meet you, Mr. Astral. It sticks out its hand. Shui sticks out his hand. <laughs> he takes your hand. Uh-huh. He shakes it. Shui shakes. It claps. <laughs> and then it takes a few steps back away from you. It points for you to do the same. She's like, okay. And he takes a couple steps back. So the golem stands there for a moment before turning its back to you, and it kind of starts very slowly to walk away from you until it reaches the wall and presses itself up against it, seeming to become flat and meld into a solid sheet of reflective metal. And this metal then extends rapidly outwards as you watch it completely engulf Shui and surround him. So he's essentially in this metal hallway. The metal shines brightly for a moment before it becomes partially see-through. So you all can see Shui still standing, still in the middle of the stage. But to Shui, it is completely dark, and there is no sound penetrating these walls. Wow. Okay, so 
She, uh, his eyes are kind of darting around. And he's like, hey, uh, Mr. Astral, where'd you go? Uh, you feel someone suddenly brush past you, kind of to your right. He turns to his right, uh, quickly. And he's like, Mr. Astral, was that you? You don't see the golem, but instead you see a crowd moving forward past this wall that's directly in front of you, and everyone else else out in the pews can see Shuey facing forward towards the pews, shouting out for the astral golem. But this crowd, you recognize them as a group of young elves from Moonfoam you used to go to the city with. A few of them kind of look back at you as they keep walking forward and smile and wave, and they're like, Hey, good luck out there. It was nice to see you one last time, Shuey. Wait, wait. Where are you guys going? Yeah, we're gonna leave Moonfoam. Well, I wanna come too. Uh, no, you've got other stuff to do, right? You're trained to be a chosen one or something. Uh, <laughs> Shui kind of looks around. I, and he's gonna like try to step forward. Uh, you immediately just go right into the wall, and you feel another person brush against you. He's gonna turn towards that that person. Uh, this time you see Dashi moving forward through that wall, going towards the crowd of elves. Master Dashi, what are you doing here? She stops for a moment, and she looks back at you kind of with a very soft, sad smile, and she's just like, I don't think there's much left I can teach you, Shuey. You'll be fine on your own, won't you? What? What? No. no. You can't, you can't go? I'm not a sword singer. I just trained them, and... You're a sword singer now. I think I've taught you everything I can. He looks sad, shocked actually that uh, you know she's saying this stuff. No, that, that's that's not true. I'm not, I'm not a true sword singer yet. I, I can't even draw my blade. I think you're well on your way, and you're a spark now, a potential chosen one. You're going places I wouldn't be able to in a thousand years. He's gonna like try to like grab her and like try to stop her from going. Um, you just immediately just hand goes against this wall, pressed against it. And she looks at it and kind of smiles and gives you a slight shake of her head as she turns and starts to walk away, waving as she goes. I know you'll be great, Shuey. Master Dashi! He says, like, his hands are like, up against this invisible wall, was it? Yes. Okay, and he's, like, banging on it. He's like, no, you can't go! And as you watch her continue to vanish farther and farther into the distance, they're kind of like dots on a very invisible horizon um, before you feel just a bunch of people just hit your shoulders as they go past. And you don't recognize any of them, but you see them all seem to be holding these swords at their hilts as they walk forward and none of them stop to turn towards you as they continue. Guys, where are you you going? Uh, And they keep going forward past you. Again, just these strangers you've never met before. Um, But two of them stop a few feet in front of you. You see a man with his hair tied back and an elven woman holding a very vibrant pink blade as they walk forward. And you don't see their faces, but they both stop directly in front of you. She's kind of um, looking at the sword. And then he kind of, his eyes kind of travel from the sword up to like, the figures and he's just like uh mom 
you see this elven woman's head kind of very slightly turned towards you, but you still can't see the face. Um, but you just hear a smile in her voice. It's good to meet you, Shui. You've grown up quite a bit. I think at this point, he's probably crying now. <laughs> you know, when it came to his parents before, talking about like how like they're gone, blah, blah, blah. It never really like saddened him to this point because he never really knew them, you know. But, you know, being able to see them and hearing her like address him, it, it, you know, it's triggering something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, that. Uh, and you see the human man's head very slightly turned towards you and just kind of like a quiet nod, but he does not speak. <sighs> and he's going to like try to like um, approach them. Someone. Again, just flat against this glass, cannot move any farther. No, no, I, I have to. And he says, and he's like trying to like claw, claw away this invisible wall. Those are my parents. She kind of grips the hilt of her sword a little bit, and you see her draw it out. Just this very vibrant blade kind of tosses her hair over her shoulder a bit. I'm sorry, the first time we meet, we have to leave. She... Is like really depressed now. He's like, you're, you're leaving me too. There's somewhere that we have to go. Take me with you. Surely. You know, it's good to depend on others. Trust me, I know. Uh, and you see the two of them very slowly take each other's hands. Um, and that sword kind of turns into two and goes into the other man's hand. Sometimes there might not be someone there to catch you. You see her her turn ever so slightly and just the barest glimmer of kind of like an eye staring back at you. He um, is probably quiet, like just just shocked that she would say that. Like, or, you know, because he never really, you know, he's always had someone to like kind of look after him, you know, like whether he's been aware of that or not. Um, and now she's saying that, you know, n no one could, <laughs> uh, he can't depend on yeah, someone forever. He can't be, yeah, like he's been in the past. So uh, he's just like, but I, I, and he kind of looks at the two of them. I'm, I'm scared to be alone. It's okay to be scared. But Chewie, do you think you're strong enough to catch yourself? What? If you fall, are you strong enough to grab the edge and pull yourself back up on your own? Like, immediately goes like, of course I am. Of course I am. And you see her, them, them both nod at that, essentially, and turn back forward. We know you are. You'll be fine. And they start walking forward. She was gonna, like, call out to them. He stops himself and he bites his lip hard and you know his hands are placed on this invisible barrier that's in between him and literally everyone else and he's just kind of watching them go off into the distance and they vanish and Shui you are completely alone <laughs> Shui um he yeah it's just kind of 
looking around now in this darkness. And, you know, he's looking to the left, sees nothing. Looking to the right, sees nothing. And, um, he's just like, is anyone there? Nothing. I think at this point he'll probably sit down and, like, kind of pull his knees to his chest. Uh, you hear a very tiny voice next to you. I'm scared. She's eyes widen in surprise. And he looks down. Is it like the sword on his waist? Yes. Surprise, like I said. And then he, like, really quickly reaches for his sword, holds it in his hands. <laughs> You're... Th- are you there? Shui? Shui, um, kind of smiles and he's like, <sighs> and he like kind of, uh, hugs his sword. It's okay. It's okay. You're not alone. I'm scared. He, uh, swallows hard. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared too. But, uh, as long as we're together we'll be all, we'll be okay and at that the glass barrier that seemed to have been surrounding you drops as it slowly folds back into the form of the golem as it merges out of the wall and steps forward and gives you a little wave Shuri kind of is looking at the golem and the golem waves and yeah the darkness kind of breaks away um, so still holding his sword. Um, he's looking out towards everyone. Shui, were you able to hear me? I was yelling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure literally a bias was like, I'm right here, Shui! No, literally, I have to say, through that, uh, at some point, pretty early on, Theo stopped watching. He looked down in a way. Brandy probably was trying to get Peter to fucking call it off. He was like, hey, ain't that enough? Peter was quiet and watching. Uh, Libbers is crying. Um, (laughs) Just full sobbing on the stage. Estelle also kind of looks uncomfortable. She whispered a couple things to Peter at a few points. Wynn also just looked very uncomfortable. At one point, Wynn up like he was going to put a hand on Peter's shoulder, and Peter looked like he was about to, like, draw his blade on him, and so he stopped. (laughs) Let me give you empathy for a second, Peter. (laughs) can Theo actually get up out of his seat and go hug Shuey? Yeah. Okay, he's going to do that. Theo goes to hug Shuey. Shuey looks up to Theo. Theo? Hey, Shuey. Guys? Don't worry. I'll be here. Um, He'll give him a hug. Shuey is still kind of adjusting to his surroundings, you know realizing that you know uh, everyone's still here nobody um like really left them at least uh no one here <laughs> um <laughs> i think she would hug theo back thank you uh, the honestly the kind of hugs theo gives when he's really emotional they're kind of like parental hugs so like he's ho- hugging your head basically yeah 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 that's what i that's what i envisioned yeah it's so a she hugs him back and pats his head. It's like, it's okay. Come sit down now. After that, um, 
consoling. Shoyu will stand up and he looks at his beast blade and he grips it tightly. And I think whatever like fear or sadness that was in his face, like uh, he steals his expression kind of and he turns towards the mentors and he bows really quickly. And it's just like, thank you for the training. It, it made me realize a lot of things. Uh, Libris is still kind of like crying and she's like trying to wipe tears from her eyes. Um, Estelle gives you like a nod and so does Arthur and Wynne's just like, uh, you did, you did great. She is kind of silent for a bit. I... I've always... And he kind of grits his teeth. I've always depended on people around me. And, you know, he looks at the mentors. And looks at Theo, who's probably like next to him or slightly behind him, whatever. Um, and he kind of looks to everyone turns around and looks to everyone and he's like but I want to be someone who can be depended on too Theo smiles at him with a nod I think you already are you made it through the training and you've proven today that you're a strong soul you see Peter give you um, a small nod and it's just like you did great on your training good job he nods his head and kind of holds his head a bit higher at both, uh, you know, Abiath's words and uh, Peter's words. And with the, uh, uh, he'll get off the stage and make room for somebody else. <laughs> Are they all going to be like that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Brandy dying off screen. One was primal, one was emotional. I feel like the PCs are going to be emotional. Just my hunch. I don't know. <laughs> so a few more moments go by um, before Peter is just kind of like after the, the dust from that training has settled and the golem um, was readjusted again by Arthur. Like, wow, your settings are all over the place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Peter's just like, all right, who wants to go next? And you see very hesitantly uh, Drago raise her hand to be like, um, I'll go. And he nods, and she kind of comes up and approaches this little golem, which is only a foot shorter than her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. Also, I had a feeling she would go next. Yeah, uh, she was comforting Riddle for most of uh, your training, Shuey. <laughs> he was in the back and was just like, is more fucking spiders gonna come out? <laughs> Maybe everyone's afraid of spiders. <laughs> um, but yeah, she very slowly kind of steps up to it and leans down a little bit towards it. Um, and it looks up at her and just kind of gives her like a shoe gesture, like stop doing that. And she's like, oh, um, and she straightens back up and backs a few paces away. Oh, okay. You, you, whenever you're ready, go, go ahead. And it nods before you see it kind of, it does the same thing that Riddles did, where it just falls into a bunch of pieces onto the ground. And she kind of starts at that, like she's expecting something to start coming out of it. But very quickly, you see those little pieces start to kind of take on um, a harder exterior as they kind of combine and merge together and reshape again into what appears to be the entrance of a small cave. 
and she is currently just standing in front of it and staring at it, wringing her hands a little bit. And she looks over uh, to Peter nervously. He's just like, do, do I have to go inside? Is that what it wants? And Peter looks at her. Are you afraid to go inside? And she gives a nod back. And he also just gives a small nod to her. He's like, do what you have to then. And she kind of paces around on the stage for a little bit. And she starts to go up to it and then stops and just very sadly lowers her head and backs away from it and turns her head away. And as she walks away, you see this cave just collapse and she flinches and the golem returns to normal. Okay, Draga, you can go sit back down. She nods sadly and she returns to the pews next to Riddle. It's okay, Draga, you'll get it next time. And he, he does try and comfort her through his own paralyzing fear. She doesn't seem like she was incredibly upset, but she does seem to be sad. And Peter looks out over everyone and is just like, Alright, who wants to go next? I will go next. Wonderful. Come on up, Avias. He stands up very confidently. He starts marching towards the uh, astral golem. And he says, I am a man without fear. This should be easy for me. Uh, when you go up to it, like with this energy, you see it kind of like adapt that same energy and like march in place for a moment and then put its hands on its hips and look up at you. <laughs> I like this guy. You see it kind of like lean backwards. No sound comes out of it, but it, its shoulders move like it's imitating your laugh. <laughs> Just folds his arm waiting for the training to begin, seeming not worried in the slightest. His denial game is strong. <laughs> I'll say that much. Okay, so it's standing there kind of imitating your pose, this, like, um, folded arm staring up at it. And then very rapidly, you see it suddenly just falls backwards as it makes a high-pitched shriek. And as it does, you see quickly those plates on it shift before it hits the ground. And it, sh in it shapes into the form of a small human child. And she looks to be about eight years old and is currently looking up at you just looks absolutely terrified and is currently holding up an arm towards a viath that has a deep long slash down it what oh <laughs> oh well do you need help child don't touch me he looks worried oh how could you do this why did you do this to it's just an illusion of Ith. It's okay. Get out! We don't want you here! You're making it worse! <laughs> it, it was an accident. I, I didn't mean to do... I didn't mean to harm don't anyone. Don't touch me! Go away! <laughs> Wait. Wait, let me, let me explain myself. This child starts to get up and, like, move away from you. Wait. Wait! As you approach it, this child suddenly shifts form, it gets a little bit taller, and you see fiery hair go on top of its head as you see Rue looking up at you, very scared and horrified. Don't come near me! Oh, uh, what? Rue, why? Don't, don't come near me! I'm not a villain. I would never hurt anyone. You hurt that child! Did, I, I, I didn't mean to. Just because someone believes something different from you doesn't mean you can just go around hurting people. I... Uh, I would never do that. But you did! No! 
And she, uh, Steve keeps backing away from you until she hits the wall. Everyone, I'm... I'm a Violet the Hero! It's me! I... I... I didn't mean to. Listen to me! Uh, you see kind of this... Again, that, sh that shifting effect kind of ripple through the form of Rue before it very quickly takes on the form um, of another person, this time Merlin, who looks very serious as she kind of steps forward away from the wall and approaches you very strongly. You said you could handle this. I... I, I can. I can fix it. I can make everything right. Brute strength is not always the solution to a more complicated issue, Aviath. If I just keep trying... If I just keep going... Then you'll hurt more people. Stop while you're ahead. But I can't just... I can't just give up. I'm not a villain. If everyone would just listen to me... If you're so convinced that you're the next chosen one, then you need to know when to stop and when to ask for help or you won't survive long enough to become one. What would you have done if I hadn't been here? Stop talking. You're not real... I'm not real. What kind of conversation is this? Go away. You see her kind of just shake her head a little bit as she starts to move past you, and she's just like, If you are the next chosen one, then God help us. And as she does, it quickly shifts and goes into the smaller form again of the golem that just starts to- starts marching away as it walks. He falls to his knees and tightly grips his helmet, trying not to cry. He's not crying yet, but he's trying real hard. Can Theo share a look with Brandy? Yeah! <laughs> Brandy's like... Very worried. <laughs> Very concerned. You see, after that, actually, Peter also seems like concerned at that, and it's just like, we're going to take ten, everyone. Right. Collect yourselves and we'll start again soon. Brandy's having a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and you see uh, the the mentors kind of walk away with each other very clearly having some kind of discussion, um, and you actually hear Estel speak, um, speak up and be like, we don't have to continue this training. We can stop at any point. And Arthur also speaks up and is just like, but this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be preparing them for this kind of thing. Um, and Peter is just silent as he walks and Libris is just like, I'm down for stopping. Like, this is a lot. And they keep walking out of the building. And Zen's just like, no, bitches, you need to continue. We have two more PCs <laughs> to get through. I didn't do this for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the other PCs under the bus. <laughs> Brandy will go up to Aviath and like pat him on the back like you you alright. Oh, uh I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I would like his moment to explain what just happened, but You don't gotta explain yourself to me, bud. You're alright. It's just your fear, it ain't ain't nothing serious, right? It wasn't just a fear. It is based on something that happened. But I... Please believe me when I tell you it was an accident. Look, you're the last person you gotta... justify your actions to, partner. 
Well, I guess I'm relieved at that then. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like trails off as a brandy is, um, you know. Ooh, why looks like he's about to panic, like, it's like she was about to judge him. <laughs> Theo was already kind of scared of a vibe. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, he's not any more scared than he was. He just kind of looks worried. She's kind of quiet for a bit. You're, you're still a hero to me, Yaya. Oh, that's gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I legit tears up at that. That means more to me than you know. She smiles and um, he's gonna like kind of run forward and give Avaith a hug. Avaith will give Shui a hug back, oh, maybe man. a bit too aggressively. <laughs> Break his bones. <laughs> oh no! You will join. Theo will join because he feels kind of bad now. <laughs> he'll he'll join, not in a hug, but he he goes up kind of tentatively, and he's like, uh, "I I believe you when you say it was an accident, you know." Um, and even so, I mean, you clearly have remorse for whatever it was. To me, it seems like you just kind of fucking. Forgot about it. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to feel remorse, but I just don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, his denial game is strong. <laughs> Pushed it into the back of the mind. <laughs> Pack that down where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Theo's just like, you definitely seem to be feeling remorse. So, I mean, either way, I, I still believe in you, Vive. Thank you. Thank you all for your kindness. It truly means the world to me. Uh, you hear in the pews two stones hitting each other. Claytor still loves you! Hail Claytor! Hail Claytor! He says through tears. <laughs> God, this, I can't. Even NPCs become friends and reassuring I love it so much, Cassie. Fucking Christ. I really thought Essence was going to be like, how's it feel, bitch? No, Essence, <laughs> Essence has been quiet. Silent. Yeah, she's yeah. in the back watching this whole display, but she's quiet. Looks thoughtful. Fine. Aviath wipes off his tears and stands up, looking confident again very quickly, and he's like, um, well, let's not, uh, not be down us forever. We've still got more of this training to go through, right? Yeah, I right. guess so. Theo <laughs> shares another worried look with Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> Aviath tries to smile to be reassuring to them, but it's not as convincing as before. And it doesn't matter because none of them can <laughs> yeah, see it. Yeah, helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he always say himself. like different expressions he has or whether he's tearing up, but we can't see it. Okay, I guess maybe he'd know that and he'd try to give a thumbs up, but again, Abide starts really... saying his expressions. I'm smiling I'm right smiling. now. Now I'm crying. <laughs> I'm frowning. I'm I mean, upset. I'm sure they could see like tears falling out of the helmet yeah. if he was crying. Yeah, and they could hear him crying. You hear the little ting ting ting. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so that ten minute break is for us too, right? Yeah, we're gonna take a ten minute break. Oh boy. <laughs>
Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Hey again, it's Cassie, your DM here. If you weren't already aware, we have an extra content playlist on YouTube that's got a ton of extra videos, memes, animations, what have you, some bloopers coming to it soon as well, that's on YouTube, as well as our original playlist. I will note, there are spoilers in the extra content playlist, especially for the season finale, but they do usually have warnings on them. If you want to make sure you're not spoiled for the season finale, then just come back to it at a different time. But if you want to check out some of those videos, the link to it is in our show notes. Thanks for listening, fellow Sparks. We'll see you next week.